Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, June 1st. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. Go leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. Alright, good afternoon everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. This is the first episode here in the month of June. Pretty crazy how fast the time has flown by. And this actually... Today marks the one-year anniversary since I took over as the host of Lockdown Blackhawks from the one and only Jay Zawoski. It's been some uh, tough shoes to fill. I'll be the first one to admit it. Jay's a really awesome guy to listen to, so knowledgeable about the game and everything. He's been a Blackhawks fan for decades. Uh, I'm doing my best here to try and live up to those expectations, but I I know how great of a host uh, producer, and also a person that Jay is. I'm very thankful to Jay for giving me this opportunity to take over as the host of Lockdown Blackhawks. And for all of those listeners who have stuck around with me over the past 365 days, very, very much appreciated. You guys are the reason why I wake up every day and uh, want to talk about the Blackhawks and get this podcast out. So, Thank you once again to everybody who's been listening to me over the past year, and uh, I hope this is the start of another great one here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into some actual Blackhawks news now, well, there's not a whole lot that came out over the past 24 hours or so, Uh, really just stuff from the 2021 World Championships, where, of course, there are several Hawks players that are still taking part in that tournament. But I think I'm going to, uh, I'm actually going to leave all those updates until tomorrow's episode because right now at the time of this recording, still a couple of games in the World Championships to be played today. Lucas Reichel and Germany are just about to get underway. So I'm going to wait until those games wrap up and then I'll be sure to dive into all of that news on tomorrow's episode. But what I wanted to get into on the show first today is that, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow is a very important day for the Chicago Blackhawks, and also a handful of other clubs around the National Hockey League, as on June 2nd, tomorrow night, the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery will be taking place. And for those of you that missed the news a couple of weeks back, the Blackhawks officially 
finished in 11th place in the lottery standings after uh, they kind of got fortuitous, uh, got, got a little bit of luck from the Calgary Flames. They picked up some big victories in their final few contests of the season. So the Blackhawks, they, as I said, 11th, that's where they'll likely be choosing in the draft lottery. They have an 81.7% chance for them to get that pick. And being 11th, obviously that gives them the 11th best odds to land the number one overall selection at 2.7%. So not all that likely, but at the same time, I mean, we've seen the draft lottery be kind to our Chicago Blackhawks in the past, most recently when they jumped up to number three in the 2019 NHL draft and selected Kirby Doc with that pick, which, by the way, I remember people booing the Hawks when they didn't go with Alex Turcotte or Bowen Byram at number three. At number three. Never, never boo someone on draft night, ladies and gentlemen, especially in hockey, because at the time of the selection, these kids are 17 or 18 years old. Who the hell knows how they're going to turn out in the next, you know, several years down the road. It's still all a little bit of a gamble. Um, So I'll never forget that, man. Blackhawks fans booing and being upset with Kirby Doc going number three. But we're going to see what happens with the Blackhawks tomorrow night. I'm super excited to get this draft lottery going. Things kick off at 7 p.m. Eastern time, so around 6 o'clock p.m. if you're here in the Chicagoland area like I am. And looking at the list here of the draft lottery going in order, we have the Buffalo Sabres are most likely to land the number one pick. Then Anaheim's number two. The Seattle Kraken will be number three, the newest organization to join the National Hockey League. Their addition, of course, will shift up the divisions a little bit. Arizona will come and join the Central. Uh, So excited to see who the first selection in the history of the Seattle Kraken will be. Um, We'll see what, what pick they land at after the draft lottery takes place. New Jersey comes in at number four. Columbus, Detroit, and San Jose are five, six, and seven. Then Los Angeles, Vancouver, and Ottawa are eight, nine, and ten. The Arizona Coyotes are actually number 11, but if you all remember correctly, they got their first round pick stripped away from them last offseason when they were caught, uh, I believe, holding uh, illegal workouts with players in the draft so they had to forfeit their first round pick this season and that's why the Blackhawks got a nice little bump up to the number 11 spot as I said 2.7 percent chance at them landing the first pick they have a 2.9 percent chance of landing at number two and then an 81.7 percent chance at number 11 12.4 at number 12 and just a 0.3 percent chance at landing number 13. So most likely the Blackhawks will be picking either 11th or 12th. But let's just keep our fingers crossed and uh, say a little prayer to the hockey gods in the next 24 hours before the 2021 NHL Draft Lottery kicks off tomorrow night. All right, there are opening thoughts on the Blackhawks' chances in the upcoming draft lottery. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about the latest news that came from Scott Powers this afternoon on a couple of Blackhawks' prospects. But first, I need to talk to you all about Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, 
no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets. And you can get your first 5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash NHL. All you need is $500 to get started. So grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first 5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash NHL to start growing your savings. I also need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. But rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up talking about tomorrow's NHL draft lottery. Moving on now, I wanted to get into the little bit of news we heard from Scott Powers of The Athletic earlier this morning. At around 11 a.m., Powers sent out a tweet stating that a source around the Blackhawks told him that the team has not offered contracts to either 2017 fourth-round pick Rupe Lavenin or 2019 seventh-round pick Cole Moberg, and both of their NHL rights are set to expire except, ah, set to expire later this afternoon. So first, for Lavenin, uh, he's now 22 years old, taken in the NHL draft nearly four years ago now. Um, lots of size to him. At six foot two, two hundred pounds, he looked good in his junior career, but just hasn't been able to string together any consistent production during his past couple of seasons. Uh, playing in the top league over in his home country of Finland, Liga, twenty-two games this season with only four goals or four assists, no goals, uh, and then in 2019-20. He really struggled to put up numbers there as well. Only four assists and 40 games played, split between two different teams. Um, it also looks like he's dealt with some injuries in the past. I remember one happening last year. Um, not Just not a whole lot of games played in the past couple of seasons. So it's it seemed like everything was sort of heading in this direction for the Blackhawks and Laven. And I honestly... Um, 
<clears throat> I was thinking about this earlier when I was prepping the show. Uh, when I went to the Blackhawks prospect development camp a few summers back, I believe that was in, yeah, it was summer of 2019 because that's right after they drafted Kirby Dock and got Alex Nylander. I honestly don't remember too much of Laven and from that camp. He really didn't make much of an in, uh, of an impact like a couple of other young middle round picks for the Blackhawks have, such as Jakob Galvis. He was one guy who really stood out to me. And uh, obviously the Hawks did decide to offer a contract to him, which made me happy because when he was like 19 or 20, I was like, this this guy can fly. And he also has some uh, offensive skill set in his bag as well. So I like that the Blackhawks uh, took a chance there on Galvis, a guy who they probably haven't seen too much of because of COVID, at least in person with all of their prospects, but a guy that definitely looked good a couple of seasons ago when um, their fourth round pick in Rupe Lavenin really did not. So tough that it looks like uh, the Blackhawks wasted their fourth round pick there in 2017. That's a round where we've seen them have some success in the past, but it looks like Lavenin's time in the Blackhawks system appears to be all all but over. Then for Moberg, he's a little bit of a different situation than Lavenin because Moberg did play for the Rockford Icehogs of the AHL this past year after uh, the WHL. I believe he played for, uh, oh my gosh, who did he play for? The pr- Prince... Oh my God, it's going to drive me crazy. I got to look it up right now. Um, but but regardless, the WHL did not have a season this year and Moberg took full advantage of the opportunity to go and play in the A as a 20-year-old. We also saw <clears throat> Blackhawks defenseman prospect Isaac Phillips go that same route when the OHL was canceled this season. He was going to play for the Sudbury Wolves, but obviously Toronto's a, a complete nightmare, so that didn't happen. Yes, he played for the Prince George Cougars. I had to go look it up. I, I knew I knew the name. So, Moberg, as I said, 20-year-old uh, defenseman, six foot three, and in Rockford this year, 22 games played. I didn't see a ton of it personally, but from what I heard, the accounts uh, that I trust and that I follow, staying in touch with the Blackhawks prospects, whether it be overseas, in the AHL, or wherever, uh, it didn't seem like he, he really played all that bad and looked all that comfortable. Like I said, I can't say that I personally watched many Icehawks games this year, maybe only uh, probably about two or three, but you know, I'm watching the Blackhawks play every night. I get enough hockey as it is. Um, but in his first year of professional hockey with the Ice Hogs this year, five points in his 22 games played, that's certainly not bad for a guy who, uh, just got over being a teenager. He's also never been an elite point producing defenseman in his junior career. He's put up some good numbers, but never been like the top of, uh, of the league or anything. Hence why the Blackhawks took him in the seventh round back in 2019. But why I say Moberg's situation is different from Lavenin's is because, uh, according to Powers, there is a chance that the Ice Hogs could still bring him back on an AHL deal going forward. The question right now remains, uh, well, the, obviously the Blackhawks have a ton of young defensemen in their system right now. Do they feel the need to keep around another one who's who definitely doesn't have the ceiling that the others do? Do they want him to take up a roster spot in the AHL, a seventh round pick, kind of just, you know, throwing, throwing something at the dartboard and hoping you get lucky. Um, That's really what it's going to come down to for the 20 year old Moberg. He's a big body, 
six foot three. Uh, and why I bring that up is because even though we do have Riley Stillman now, there's still not very many defensemen in the Hawks system with that larger frame. So because of that, I do think there's a chance that Moberg will come back to the Ice Hogs next season, but it's all going to come down to <clears throat> whether or not the Blackhawks feel it's worth keeping him around for a couple more years to see what he's got. All right, there are the updates that Scott Powers provided this morning. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for defenseman Connor Murphy's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball is getting into the summer swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting towards the second round. UFC is an all-year-round sport, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's seriously the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just wrapped up talking about the Blackhawks not offering Rupe Lavenin or Cole Moberg contracts this afternoon. Now, to wrap things up on the show here today, it's time to get back to the daily Blackhawks 2021 season recap segment that I began on the show last week. Uh, Over Memorial Day weekend, you know, there was... Uh, just a bunch of news that came out on the Stanley Cup playoffs as well as the World Championships. Then I also wanted to be sure to get Mailbag Monday in there, so I kind of pushed off Connor Murphy's season recap a little bit, but I'm going to dive into how the now 28-year-old defenseman performed for the Blackhawks in 2021. First, starting with Murphy's point production, he actually got off to a a flaming start offensively for him this season, especially for a guy that usually doesn't uh, rack up goals or points or anything of that matter. Uh, Murphy actually had two goals in the Blackhawks' first six games of the year, but then in the final 44 that he played in, only found the back of the net one more time. So three goals on the season for Murphy, which is actually his lowest total since his first year in Chicago back in 2017-2018. But he did add. 12 assists in his 50 in his 50 games played for 15 points which if we were playing 82 this season he definitely would have gone on to set his career high 15 assists is the most that Murphy has previously recorded in a season so a bit more production from him in that department even though uh he probably didn't score as many goals as he hoped to following the first couple weeks of the campaign. But looking at some of Murphy's Murphy's other numbers that stand out, the ones that uh, 
the ones that I, I grasped onto uh, are his 35 penalty minutes, which I, I want to bring that up because I believe actually a lot of those came from that game where he got kicked out against the Tampa Bay Lightning. I know he got uh, the game misconduct, which is 10. Might have gotten five for that too. So I, it might have been like 15 of his, at least 10 of his 35 penalty minutes came from that single game. And besides that, you know, that leaves him, what, 20, 25? Not a whole lot of penalties from Murphy this season, especially, you know, he's a guy that's always in defensive situations. Uh, Those tend to happen from defensive defensemen, but that's big for the Blackhawks that he found ways to stay out of the penalty box because as one of their top guys on the PK, you know, the Hawks really can't afford him to be in the box too often. So I thought that was big from Murphy this year. Uh, he also scored his first power play goal since way back in 2015-2016, the second PPG of his NHL career. Uh, he shot 3.8%, which is, yeah, super low, but that's actually right around his career average of 4.2. Nothing too surprising there. But the areas I really wanted to talk about Murphy are his time on ice, his shot blocks, and his hits. Because this season, Murphy said, first, he set a new career high by averaging 22 minutes and 9 seconds of ice time per game. And last year, he had set a, a career high at 21.15. So, in a year, a year's time, the Blackhawks nearly played him a minute more per game. So, obviously, starting to lean on Murphy a bit more, kind of as the top defenseman in the lineup on most nights. Now, I know Duncan Keith led the team in ice time for the 16th consecutive season, but I don't think continuing to do that will be in the team's best interest during a rebuild. So I honestly expect Murphy to probably set another career high in this department next season, because if I were the Blackhawks, it just feels like that time to pass the reins on from Duncan Keith in terms of taking over as the team's number one defenseman. That's just, at 38 years old, we can't have Duncan Keith play those minutes anymore. That doesn't do him or our team any good. And I I think another big part of why things are starting to head in the direction of Murphy becoming our number one defenseman, I think a big part of that is because of what Murphy has been willing to sacrifice when he's been on the ice for the Blackhawks the past few years. This season, I mean, it was incredible. The guy was doing whatever, he was willing to do whatever it takes to win in the defensive zone. Murphy finished with 123 shot blocks in his 50 games played this season. That's, uh, if you look at his career numbers, that's less than 20 off of his previous career best despite playing in only 50 games. And those 123 shot blocks, ladies and gentlemen, were good for third in the entire NHL. Only Alec Martinez of the Vegas Golden Knights, who ran away with this category, I believe he had 168. Uh, So he was one of the two guys that had more than Murphy, and the other was Adam Larson of the Edmonton Oilers. Murphy had 123, Larson had 128, and then Martinez had 168. So that guy was, you know, just literally just laying out on a nightly basis. Um, But Connor Murphy is in that same department. And there were like, there were several times this year where I'd go and look at the box score after the game and Murphy would have like six or seven. So I thought he really took that next step of becoming a, a warrior type defenseman that this team really needs. 
And also, Murphy's 102 hits recorded. That also landed him inside the top 50 in the NHL. So, clearly a guy that will... uh, do anything to get the job done for his team. He's not afraid to throw around that uh, six foot four, two hundred ten, two hundred fifteen pound, ah, uh, two hundred fifteen pound frame that he's got. Um, and he's also clearly not afraid of putting his body on the line to get his team out of a jam. I was really happy with what I saw from Connor Murphy this season. A lot of people, um, randomly on Twitter, seem to hate on him. Especially when that helmet situation occurred for like three or four games. Everyone's like, get Connor Murphy a new helmet. They were freaking out. Uh, That also occurred when Murphy had that meltdown of a night against the Nashville Predators. Fortunately, that was the one the Blackhawks uh, came back when they were down 4-1 to in the third period. And then Brandon Hagel wound up scoring the overtime winner. Connor Murphy, I believe he was a minus 4 that night. Uh, At least he was on the ice for... at least three. I believe he was on the ice for actually all four goals that the Predators scored. But aside from, you know, of that nightmare of a game for Murphy, there really, in my mind, wasn't a game that, that stuck out to me where I, I said um, that Murphy just played horrendous that night or anything along those lines. Um, I truly do feel like he's he's the best defenseman on this team right now, and, and I feel... It's been that way for the last couple of years, actually. When he's been healthy, uh, I, I really think there's there's not much of an argument that he's been the Blackhawks' top defenseman. Um, that That's kind of the big question mark going forward with Murphy, though. With how he plays the game, physical, I actually believe, I don't know if he finished the year at number one in this department, but somewhere along the way, it, it was later on in the season two, I saw a stat that said Connor Murphy took the most hits this season, so... He throws his weight around. He takes a lot of hits in the defensive zone. Um, he's, you know, obviously uh, uh, one of the NHL's best shot blockers. Shot blockers. So, with taking all of that into consideration, the question is: Can Connor Murphy stay healthy enough through an 82-game season and then go on and still play those big minutes throughout the playoffs? That's where the Blackhawks are are trying to get back to. Obviously, that's probably not the goal for next year, but. We're thinking long-term, especially with this defense, and that's the question mark with Murphy going forward. I don't think there's any question that when he's healthy, he's 100% a top-four defenseman in the NHL. He's maybe not a number one, or he's kind of on the cusp of being a number two, but he he is a really good number three or number four. I still think there's a chance for him to become a top-pairing number two for the Blackhawks if they get the right guy there next to him. But overall. I thought it was a pretty strong season for Connor Murphy on D for the Blackhawks. The assist numbers were up. He wasn't taking too many bad penalties. Uh, one area that did cost him, I will say, is the giveaways. He probably would have went on to uh, set a career high in that area. Um, but I thought overall it was really solid. And the team relied on him more than he's ever been relied on throughout his NHL career. And I thought he handled that role well for the Hawks this season. It was also the first time seeing Murph wear a letter for the team without Brent Seabrook and Jonathan Taze this year. Uh, Murphy and Alex DeBrinkett split the third alternate captaincy for the Blackhawks. So it feels like he's stepping up and becoming one of the leaders in the locker room. And he's certainly a leader on the ice with the way that he plays the game. So Taking everything into consideration, I am going to give Connor Murphy 
a B plus for his performance in 2021. The fans said a B. I'm going to be a little bit more generous. I'm going to give him a, a B plus, but I know some fans are, are going to say that's uh, entirely too high. But I loved, I loved his physicality. The guy put his body on the line each and every night, and in his first season as truly kind of a top-pairing defenseman for this team, I thought he handled the job well, especially for a team that was getting outchanced and outshot every night. I thought he did, uh, when he was on the ice, I thought he did a good job of kind of sturdying things up for this defense. I know as a whole, it still wasn't pretty on the back end for the Blackhawks, but I feel that's more so due to the system that they're running in the defensive zone than the actual top defensemen on the roster themselves causing problems. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, June 1st's episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, you can always email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode... Thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.